time to awaken your senses to your global possibilities. This is the Chris Robinson Travel Show with your host, Charmin Yarnell, on CJAD 800. Every day is a getaway when all of it goes unsaid. I got a holiday, a paid holiday. I got a holiday in my head. Good morning and welcome to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. We're going to be heading off across Canada today to a city we visited a little while back, about two, two and a half months ago. One of the most beautiful cities here in Canada that was dealt a rather nasty blow by Mother Nature. But you cannot keep something good down. It's as simple as that. And it's going to take a lot more than flooding to hold the people of this city back. So today, we're going to take a look at all of the events, parks, shows, museums in Calgary. Just to remind everyone that Calgary has a lot to offer and Calgary is waiting to see you. The prize today is a Calgary admission pass to some of Calgary's top attractions. There's no trip involved here, but if you're heading off to Calgary on vacation, you will want this prize. And on the phone to answer all of your questions, we have uh, Alyssa Berry. Alyssa is the manager of public relations at Calgary Tourism. And Alyssa's going to be with us throughout the show. We A little bit later on, we're going to have some other people. One of them will be on from the Calgary Zoo to tell us how the zoo is doing and how the animals are doing. Um, welcome to the show, Alyssa. Morning. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on the show. And I know we've got Chris there. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> good morning, Alyssa. How are you? Good, good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm great. It's great to have you on the show. And uh, good morning, Shaman. Yeah, we've got a lot to cover because Calgary mm -hmm. is well and truly open for business. And it is such a good news story to tell. It's always it nice to get a good news story. Tell us, Alyssa. Yeah, it is a good news story, actually. And I think... Um, the the campaign that we have that's going national right now, the the YYC is open campaign, is sort of resonated across Canada. We've we've gotten so much response from it, with people really wanting to know what is happening, and and, mm -hmm. and it's great to see that Calgary is is back. And I think the what people saw um, at the end of June and saw across the news um, was sort of this major metropolitan center being completely underwater. But basically, in less than two weeks, we put on a show, a 10-day show for the world, um, and over a million people came, and anybody that came during the Calgary Stampede would not even have known there was uh, a major natural disaster just basically 10 days beforehand. Um, it's been great to see Calgary recover. Calgary is sort of that um, has that resilient spirit, and everybody in the city came together. Um, cleanup is still happening. Things are still being repaired. Businesses are still being open. But for for those basically four or five weeks, it was like Calgary sort of um, metamorphosized into this big, small town. And that's always great to see. Um, first of all, listeners, go on to visitcalgary.com. I'm just looking at it now, and Alyssa, I have to ask you something, because I was listening to you. Oh, there it is again, and a picture just shot by me. Um, uh, zip lining in Calgary. <laughs> Tell me about zip line. I love zip lining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, zip lining. It's actually, um, it's, one of the, it's one of the fastest zip lines in the world. It's uh, over 140 kilometers an hour, and basically you um, zip line from the top of the ski jump tower at uh, Canada Olympic Park, which is something completely unique. First of all, to, to get to zip line off of, um, a uh, ski jump tower is uh, something not everybody would get to do, and the speed at which uh, people get is, is one of those um, 
most unique things. It's 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 quite a thrill, and it's funny because when you're on it, you actually have to throw your own shoot, which um, is quite nerve wracking. Oh my oh, wow. god! Yeah. <laughs> you're actually holding your own like parachute to stop you in your hand, and at, they give you like a sight line, and they say, okay, when you when you get down and you can see the gray building, then you'll just throw it and. Yeah, it's it, it's it's for the adventure seeker. It's pretty crazy and pretty awesome. I have to ask you something now. <laughs> what happens if one forgets to throw the chute? <laughs> well, you do. I mean, you do. There's a stop. Obviously, you come to it like there's like a uh, uh, an end pat, uh, patio or you know I don't know patio something. A landing. You know a, I mean? la- a land. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you'll just come in a lot more force than you would so it would just be probably painful now you but. probably hit the spring and there'd be quite a bit of rebound i would yeah. think right chris oh uh, Alyssa, <laughs> i think you you've just added uh, for both of us uh, yeah. a definite to do when we next time we're in calgary <laughs> i'm i'm so there i love zip lining absolutely yeah and it's it. one of those things i mean who, i mean when people come to calgary they wouldn't normally uh, associate that but i mean canada Olympic park is one of those places that you could spend an entire day um, and zip lining would just be one of the things you could do. Um, but yeah, it's pretty neat. That photo that's on the website of that woman, that's kind of what you look like yep. going down <laughs> this crazy scream and your feet in the air. Yeah. <laughs> one, I know there's another thing, and I know Chris is going to, Chris will want to hear about this one. Tell us Spark, the science mm-hmm. center. Tell us about, mm-hmm. tell us about that. <laughs> tell us. Um, it's actually, it's, it's, um, it's a brand new facility. It's opened in the last, within the last five years. And, um, it's it's the coolest like architecturally it's probably one of the coolest buildings in the city and and you can see it from the main freeway in town and at night it all lights up in in different um, light formations and things it's actually quite neat and what what's interesting about Telus Spark in terms of the science center I mean everybody always um, thinks of the science center for kids and 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 it is obviously there's all those great exhibits and experiments mm-hmm. and all that stuff they can do but what um, Telus Spark has done that's quite interesting and it has become quite popular is they're doing adult nights so one um, it's always the first Thursday of every month and um, it's in the evening and um, it's like wine and cheese and the adults kind of get to take over the science center and have these really this really cool um, sort of club experience because it's a very much a cool space, like a yeah. um, sort of a hip space, but you also get to kind of be a kid and go through all of the design centers, really neat, cool, interactive exhibits, um, but with your friends. But and, and, and what the great, so you've got the best of both worlds there. You've got your wine and cheese exactly. and you've got, <laughs> you've got the science center. Yeah, oh, cool. and then like, for those of us who don't have kids, you don't have to be there with everybody's kids on a Saturday. I am and so... you can go with your girlfriends and it's a fun night out. Actually, I've been and it's quite good. It's, I am it's quite so, a fun night. so for that. Chris, can we have the, the winning phrase, please? Absolutely. This is what to say if your phone goes at the end of the show. It's open for business with so much to see. And there are festivals galore in Calgary. Okay, when we get back, we're going to find out about how the Calgary Zoo is faring. We'll get to your calls. Here's Robin Flynn taking a look at the CJAD 800 drive. Lions, porcupines with prickly coats, penguins, fruit bats, crocodiles, and of course the mountain. The Chris Robinson Travel Show on CJAD 800. Snowy owls, wolves and cougars, monkeys, brand new meerkats, butterflies, 
Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. You know, a few months ago we had Calgary on the Travel Show. That was before the deluge they experienced there. So today on the show we are revisiting the city to see how it's faring. And one of the places hit the worst was the Calgary Zoo. And on the line with us now is Judy Lang. Judy is a marketing manager for the Calgary Zoo. Hello, Judy. Hello. How are you? I'm good this morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. Say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. How are you? <laughs> good, good morning, Judy. It's lovely to talk to you. And again, you're continuing our good news story, really, aren't you? Yeah, you know, it's been kind of a heck of a seven weeks here in Calgary, <laughs> and that's especially at the zoo. Uh, yeah, so... We're just, we've just reopened a partial, a partial part, of, part out of the zoo, and uh, we're really excited about it. It's going to be a long road for us for the next few months to get everything else back up and running, but like everything else in Calgary, we're open. Well, we, we've got an email here that I thought I should um, just read out to you, an email question from Charlotte in, in Montreal, who wants to know, above all, how did you save the animals? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? That was short of heroic, let me tell you. We have the most amazing animal care and facility staff. Um, we started moving animals. This flood in Calgary came very, very quickly. Uh, the information kept changing on us by the minute. Um, and so we moved very, very quickly. We actually moved 160 animals in eight hours. Uh, we have more than that on the island. So first of all, we actually moved the animals that could move to higher ground within their exhibits did. So for example, the gorillas, they actually have a, a, what we call their condo, which is up really high in their rainforest building. So they got shifted up. Uh, so animals that could do that, we did that with. Then began the creating and the moving of the animals. We have mm -hmm. an animal health center that's on the mainland side, um, actually very close to Telespark. And um, so that that is where we actually created these animals up and moved them. And it was quite a feat because we actually had to um, knock down 12 big cats, so lions tigers and snow leopards and that takes time uh it's a very delicate operation to do that so we were we were racing against time and it was unbelievable what we managed to do can, can you just clarify knock down Knockdown what? just means um, just to anesthetize. And he's okay, yeah. Sleep. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, these guys are not used to being handled. Yeah. <laughs> they are wild animals. They Good. can't just go yeah. in and move them. No. Uh, so in order to do that, our vets had to come down and uh, give them needles and knock them out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we had to crate them and then put them on trucks and drive them across to the other side of the zoo. Wow, that must have been intense. It was extremely intense. I tell you, we were moving quickly. Uh, people just, you know what, they weren't stopping. We had staff whose homes were flooding, and they stayed. Oh, and, God uh, bless know, it was them. just an incredible, incredible eight hours. And, and I, have <laughs> to, I was there until about 2 o'clock in the morning helping to man the command center. So we were doing flashlights and radio batteries and whipping up power where we could, communicating with the city, calling the fire department where we needed help and extra lighting and stuff. And so it was it was a, a frantic time, but we did it. You know, Judy, this may seem like a silly question, but there are animals that do like water. You do have water animals in the, in the yeah, zoo. What, what happened? Uh, did any of them take off? Enough, <laughs> our penguin exhibit, which is, is on high ground, <laughs> is actually one of the areas that's open. We just did open Penguin Plunge in 2012. It's a brand new 25 million dollar facility and it's on the highest side of the zoo it's on the mainland uh but we also have 
like the animals like hippos uh, that were in the floods, um, and their exhibit flooded. I'm not sure if you guys saw online some of the photos from that, which were incredible. Loby, our six-year-old male, was swimming in places he's never swam before. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it was... was, we can look back now and just kind of go, wow, that was amazing. But um, you know what? It, it was pretty intense and emotional for about 48 to 72 hours, um, just waiting for that water to recede and making sure the animals were okay. Our giraffes were up to their bellies in water, so they were in wow. five feet of water. And this is cold water. This yeah, is not warm water. And these that. guys aren't used to that. And uh, so, you know, we were really concerned about them. We got the move to gra- higher ground within um, on their outdoor part of the exhibit. Uh, the next day, but that in itself was a feat just to get them moved because they're just like every every other creature is going to go to their safety zone, and their safety mm-hmm. zone is within that building. They didn't want to move either. <laughs> so it was one of those. It was actually, there was some really interesting activities that took place in those first 48 oh, hours. At Judy, the Judy, there must have been some, some real heroics that we'll, we'll never hear about. But, I mean, one of the, the, the greatest things of all is, is, as you say, you are now open again. Yeah, you know what? It is absolutely phenomenal what we've managed to accomplish in those six weeks. Uh, you know, our IT systems, our incredible crew got people back up. What people have to realize, too, is within that first week or two, we had to lay off 300 staff. We lost them um, because for the zoo to be closed, this is our high season. So for us to be closed, we're losing uh, from here until about the spring when we fully kind of get back to our higher season again, it'll be a $10 million operating loss. <clears throat> that is huge for a, a nonprofit organization uh, who also sustained about $50 million in land and property damage. So what we've managed to do in the last couple of weeks to get everything back open, our infrastructure back up on the mainland part. So the island itself is going to be closed until December, but we have Penguin Plunge, Canadian Wilds, and our prehistoric park are open. We're only charging $10, and the feedback we're getting is phenomenal. We've added educational activities. We've added more programming. Heck, we even threw in a bouncy house just so that the kids could actually have somewhere to, to uh, blow off some steam because, of course, our big playgrounds are all on the island. So, you know what? The feedback we're getting is phenomenal. People are enjoying the Canadian wilds because that's an area they don't always go into because as Canadians, we just like to go see the exotics. We want to see the giraffes and lions and tigers, but now they're going in to see the grizzlies, the cougars, the wolves, the muskox, and they're loving it. Uh, I've got a caller here. Can we get to uh, a call? Is that okay? Sure. Okay. I'm not too sure it's about the zoo because I can't see what the question is, but let's get on here to Faye. Hi, Faye. Oh, hi. How you doing? I'm doing okay. <laughs> What's your question? Uh, we are uh, planning to uh, represent Quebec out there in Calgary in the uh, championships in lawn bowling mm-hmm. from September 6th to the 15th. Yeah. And so uh, you mentioned there is zip lining. Oh, are, Faye. Yeah. Are we too old to zip no. line? We're in our 70s, no. early 70s. Faye. <laughs> Chris, say something. No one's too old to zip line. No one, apparently, Faye, is too old to zip line. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think maybe now, Faye, I think um, um, perhaps Alyssa can address this, but I think maybe some zip lines do have an age limit or a weight limit. Okay. But, man, if you can get on that zip line at freedom okay yeah if you could what i would recommend i mean it would be great for you guys 
coming in to be able to do it. And um, we can get you in touch with the people at Windport and that um, you can talk to them about their their age limits. And there are some sort of requirements in terms of weight limits and things like that. Mm. But uh, but it's 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 for all it's for everybody. And okay. I've seen many different kinds of people doing it. So it'd be fantastic if you guys could do it. So okay. we'll, we'll see if we can figure out how to get you in touch with the people at Windport. Okay. Okay. Perfect. I love the idea yeah. from lawn bowling to zip lining. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> Calgary take, has it all. <laughs> they have to take some of their bowls up, some of the you know the little round things that they bowl with. <laughs> oh oh no, phenomenal. maybe not. I've done it too, yeah. and it is just phenomenal. Stand, well, Alyssa's right. Standing on top of that ski jump, oh. and to think that people go down those things with. Planks on their feet is yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, really, what were they thinking? <laughs> I think I would prefer being up in the air. It yeah. really isn't. In. Um, can I just ask something, both of you now, uh, what, what do you do, um, Judy? Do you like to go to festivals? Yeah, for sure. So, I, yeah, Calgary's got like a whole ton of festivals. Right now in the month of August, I'm not sure if Alyssa had mentioned it, there's so many things. It's kind of like festival month, festival month in Calgary. <laughs> there's Global Fest starts next week. There's fireworks. Uh, you know what? There's, um, yeah, there's, I think, the uh, the um, 22nd of August, and it's, um Calgary Opera is putting on a uh, Pirates of Pendant, um, the <laughs> opera, in a huge tent in the East Village, which is a up-and-coming neighborhood kind of by the zoo um, that was affected by the, the flooding. And so they're kind of trying to bring the opera to, to the masses and make it a little more accessible. So they've created this kind of festival atmosphere where they're going to put on a full opera, but outside under a tent, kind of that is so wow. cool. Yeah, Seeing really cool. Anything under a tent, like like it's just it's brilliant. Shakespeare in a tent, it's wonderful. Yeah, um, there's something about it that makes yeah. it so much more um, family uh, accessible. Like, um, I mean, opera is always sort of viewed as this sort of thing for yeah. other people, mm-hmm. but if you can put it in a in a family type community in a family style. Uh, environment and and get kids to start being exposed to that. Um, it's very positive. Gilbert and Sullivan is the best way to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the best way to do it's it. A great have, opera. Judy, have there yeah. been uh, have there been any uh, fundraisers for the zoo? You know what? There are fundraisers happening all over the place. The support we've received is phenomenal, and our favorites, of course. And you've, I heard you guys playing the song with with Jan Arden, um, but and with the kids in the background, it's the stuff the kids have been doing. It has been yeah. spectacular. We have there's lemonade stands Pennies. all over the place, and they're having talent shows, and they're doing all sorts of bake sales, everything like that that are going on in the communities for the zoo is phenomenal. One of the things we found, and nobody ever really thinks about it, but is, you know, how do these things affect kids? And and for the kids in Calgary, if their homes weren't flooded, for them, what they understand is their zoo has been hurt. And so they can't come see it. Well, they can now, but they couldn't before. And they were worried about the animals. Our Facebook page was so touching during this time, and we still see stuff. We had, you know, offers from three-year-olds that wanted to come down with towels to dry off the animals and things like that. So Judy, it was I'm, just, it was, it's been phenomenal. So yeah, there has been, there's been fundraisers all over the place. We're great. so appreciative of, of everything everybody's doing. I'm, is, we have to go touch. to, I, Judy, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show. Yes, thank oh, you, Judy. Sure. Got to Thanks go, for having me. got to go to a break here. And uh, I tell you what, when we get back, we will get to your emails and we'll get to uh, more of your calls. At, Chris, what's that phrase one more time? 
business with so much to see there are festivals galore in calgary the chris robinson travel show on cjad 800 40 miles to Canada, my truck tore across Montana. Ian Tyson sang a lonesome lullaby. And so I cranked up the radio, cause there's. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. And just in case you didn't know, Calgary is up and running. It'll take a lot more than a flood to hold it back. They have got jazz, blues festivals, food and wine, cycling, circus performances, comedy, buskers, arts, Gilbert and Sullivan, you know. <laughs> Andrew Mosker. Uh, Andrew is the president and CEO of the National Music Centre, joins us now to talk about what's happening at the Music Centre. Andrew? Hello, Andrew. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm excited to be on Montreal Radio. I grew up in Montreal, so it feels like I've come home for a few minutes this morning. Well, welcome home. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Dollar Desormo, good old CDO. Oh, no. What school did you go to? I went to Pierrefonds Comprehensive, PCHS. And high school? Yeah, I went. that was my high school, PCHS. Oh, yes, sorry. I went to Riverdale. You went to Riverdale, just yeah. down the street. Yeah, yes. just can I say and, something uh, here? And, R is in the I, is in the V, is in the E. R-D-A-L-E. Yeah, exactly. uh, then to John Abbott, then to Concordia. My mother still lives in Montreal. There you go. one of my sisters. So I do spend quite a bit of time there still, even though I've lived in Alberta since the uh, 1990s. Well, tell us about the National Music Centre. The National Music Centre is a home for music in Canada. And why does Canada need a home for its music? Because we do not have one. Um, other countries around the world have music museums that chronicle and disseminate and celebrate their national music stories. And Canada, for many years, has punched way above its weight in terms of global output mm -hmm. and content associated with our music and our musicians. And we've never had a home to celebrate those, those great icons, those great, um, those great stories that make up the uniqueness of Canada through all of its regions, from Atlantic Canada to Quebec, the West, the North. And this new place will do that through collections and exhibitions, just like a museum does, programs, education, and a place for performers from across Canada to showcase their incredible work. So it's a very, very exciting and timely and much-needed mm. uh, new institution that's being created here in Calgary for all of Canada, so it's very exciting. So and how it, appropriate sorry. that it should be in, in, in Calgary, because yeah. you have so many great musicians that hail from there. We do, actually. Calgary is, a, Calgary is a, an interesting, uh, interesting place, because for the most part, people often think of it as a, uh, if you don't live here, you think of it as a country music center, and it has, it has a real diversity, this province. Uh, in addition to Calgary, of music from, we have a great Philharmonic Orchestra, we've got an incredible opera, we have a, a folk music festival here that is really one of the world's best. I would argue that it's Calgary's best music festival. We have a version of what you have in, in Montreal called Pop Montreal. We have a version, similar version of that for Western Canada called the Sled Island Independent Music Festival. Um, and the list goes on and on, and not to, not to, in addition to that, but some great musicians have come 
from Calgary and from Alberta. Uh, I heard someone mention Jan Arden on the show mm-hmm. earlier, Paul Brandt, Ian Tyson, Katie Lang. We have a, an elder statesman of music that uh, hails from this city but has made his home in Edmonton for many years, Tommy Banks, who was a senator. So we have a, a real strong cluster of music and musicians that, uh, you know, hail from this part of the country, and we're proud of them, and we're going to celebrate them within the National Music Center, in addition to uh, the contributions that uh, other musicians and other provinces have made in this country uh, to the rest of the world, and we're just so excited about it that it's happening right here. Uh, so, you, uh, can I, what, what exhibits would you have on there right now, for example? We have... We have two exhibits primarily mm-hmm. um, that are on display right now. Now, this organization was started in the late 1990s. So, it just this, you know, just a quick context for for your listeners out there. It was started really out of the the tradition of classical music. So, through the Esther Honen's International Piano Competition and the Calgary International Organ Festival in the 1990s. So, the first exhibition we created in the late 1990s was really a keyboard instrument collection, and that exhibition basically told the story of the evolution of pianos, organs, harpsichords. And we, early on in about 2000, 2001, expanded that to electronic music instruments. So that included synthesizers, drum machines, and some owned by some very, very well-known people like Keith Emerson from Emerson, Lake & Palmer. Bands like the Rolling Stones, for example, we have their old mobile recording studio in our collection. Oh, really? Yeah, we do. And as the collection started to evolve from a piano collection, it became a music technology collection. And then in 2005, the Alberta Centennial um, happened, and it was our 100th anniversary. So we did a, we curated a 100-year retrospective on 100 years of music in Alberta, which really was from genre to genre, every genre you can possibly imagine. Uh, the, the Edmonton Folk Festival, the Calgary Folk Festival, the Jazz Festivals, the, the Banff International String Quartet, the artists that make up this country's, this province's mm-hmm. musical fabric. So those two exhibitions are the ones that are still available for our viewers to see. You can see the evolution of 600 years of music technology. Many of those instruments and equipment are living which really sets us apart from many other musical instrument collections we know of around the world in museums, because artists come in and play these historical instruments, as do the public. We use them for performances, recording, for education programs. And then on the other, on the other, the other exhibit or exhibition is the story of music in Alberta. And now we're starting to develop for the new facility the story of music in Canada, which is a, a really rich, 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 wonderful story um, that encompasses all regions of Canada. It has partnerships and a number of, would, of other of other highlights associated with what we have contributed to the world musically. Andrew, would that with that history of the music in Canada, would it would it encompass would it go right back to the native uh, population contribution? Absolutely. The way we think about the story of music in Canada is through regions. I mean, Canada is, as as you know, is an enormous country with uh, we, you know, some some people would argue geo geopolitical regions. Um, You know, we've got Atlantic Canada with its own distinctiveness. Quebec with its own distinctiveness. Ontario, we would argue, has its own distinctiveness. The West and the North. And within that, there is a very strong Aboriginal and First Nations uh, stream that runs throughout all of those regions. So that is one of our five 
storyline stream. So it, it definitely involves that as well. That's wonderful. Now, just want to point out here, the prize today is a Calgary admission pass to some of Calgary's top attractions. There is no trip involved here, but if you're <laughs> heading off to Calgary on vacation, you so want this prize. You really do. Um, Chris, can we have the phrase again, please? You betcha. It's open for business with so much to see. There are festivals galore in Calgary. And could we go to a, a couple of emails? Yes, we've actually got one here on the, uh, the National Music Centre. Um, Sal from uh, Gatineau wants to know, are there actual performances ever at the museum? We do about 200 to 250 performances a year. We are oh. one of the busiest venues in, in Calgary right now. We, in our current facility, we have a 120-seat theatre, small theatre, <clears throat> that gets used not only by us to present artists, but gets used also by festivals and educators around the city as their own venue to showcase their own performances. In fact, we've got uh, um, a partnership coming up with Reggae Fest next weekend. Um, mm. And before the flood struck, we were um, the home of the Calgary Folk Music Festival Boot Camp and, uh, for the last eight years, which is an adult education program. And unfortunately, because of the flood, we weren't able to stage it this year, but we, it continued at a hotel close to, close to our venue. Um, but that's just a, a sampling of the two to 250 events and performances that we present every single year currently in our facility. Fantastic. And uh, if we can just squeeze one more email in before the, uh, the, the break. Uh, and this is one for you, Alyssa. Um, Sophie from Côte Saint-Luc uh, is coming to Calgary and wants to know, uh, are there uh, family camping facilities in mm. or around the city that she can plan on using? Yeah, definitely. Um, not just around Calgary, but obviously as she um, went into the mountain parks, um, whether it's Kananaskis or Banff, obviously there's fantastic camping um, out in the mountains. But um, there's very uh, various um, uh, facilities within sort of Calgary limits um, for 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 camping as well um, out on the west side of the city. Um, and there's a couple of good ones on the south side of the city as well. And um, you can either go to visit Calgary.com for some of the camping locations, or the um, Banff National Park, uh, Peter Lockheed National Park sites are really good for camping as well. Okay, we have to, Andrew, we have to say goodbye to you. Well, it was wonderful to be on your show, and uh, I encourage all of your listeners to come to Calgary. As, as, uh, as you've already been saying, we're open for business, and please visit the National Music Centre when you come here, and if you can't, visit us online at nationalmusiccentre.ca. Thank you so much, Andrew. It was great Thank having you, you on. Much. Yeah, I'm sure Sharman and I will, will be amongst your visitors oh, yes. uh, shortly. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, uh, we're coming up here on 11.45. Let's head over to Robin Flynn for a look at the CJAD Drive. The Chris Robinson Travel Show on CJAD 800. back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. That is the one and only Jan Arden. And we're talking about Calgary today. Calgary is up and running and waiting for you to visit with open arms. And there's a lot of things happening there, Chris, correct? Uh, so much going on. I would like to say, too, if you go to the um, 
the Travel Show website and click on the, the link that we have there for the uh, Calgary Zoo, you can uh, contribute to uh, uh, their, their cause. It's a very easy way of, of doing it and, and showing some uh, support for the, uh, the great city of Calgary. I tell you what, we've got a caller here and I'd like to take it. Is that cool mm. with you? Of course. Okay, let's go to Nicole. Hello? Yes. Hi, Nicole. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm a bit nervous. No, Nicole. Don't worry, no, Nicole. No, no. <laughs> You're amongst friends. You are. <laughs> What's your question, Nicole? Well, well, here in Quebec, we have a favorite food. It's the poutine. <laughs> and so I'm wondering if, if uh, Calgary has something special, favorite, uh, known for their... For their uh, something specific uh, something, to Calgary. Uh, yeah, that, that if you go to Calgary, you got to try this food. Alyssa? Uh, Alyssa, what do you think? <laughs> well, I think um, for most people, what they would associate with Alberta and Calgary in particular is beef. Um, if you come to Calgary, you have to try um, Alberta beef. Um, it, there's something um, special about um, how the, the beef are raised here, the cattle are raised, uh-huh. and um, no one can leave Calgary. Well, if you eat meat, um, you can't yeah, you leave eat. Calgary without <laughs> having a steak. Um, that's pretty standard. But um, in terms of um, Calgary, it's not. Um, we sort of, as as a as a city, um, embrace um, the people who come here. Um, Calgary is a city of people who have come from elsewhere. So we're a pretty diversity in terms of um, um, culinary. Um, but uh, there's a few things that were actually invented in Calgary that that if you come here, you have to try. Yeah. Um, one is ginger beef, uh, which ginger was. Beef? Ginger beef. beef was okay. Invented in Calgary at the Dynasty Restaurant in Chinatown. Uh-huh. It's uh, it's uh, kind of a native. I mean, you can kind of get ginger beef. It's kind of ubiquitous with Chinese food in most places, but uh, in in Alberta in particular, um, ginger beef is very popular, and it was created in Calgary. And the Alyssa, other, um, I, I have I have actually been there. I have actually had the ginger beef, and it is fabulous. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it is pretty good. It's it's one of those things. And um, oh, I and love these, Chinese food. <laughs> the, Caesar, okay. the Caesar drink was actually invented in Calgary mm-hmm. at um, the Western Hotel. So if anybody's had a Caesar, which is um, a vodka drink with a clamato and it's spicy, it's got Tabasco and and um, and, and and celery and some like uh-huh. pickles. So the um, the Caesar drink is is a uh, sort of um, very it Calgary. It was invented thing. in Calgary. I didn't know that. It was invented in Calgary. So those are um, a couple of the, the the big things to try. But it's interesting when she talked about Putin. Um, Calgary has actually kind of become a bit of a uh, um, uh, a pretend city as well. I mean, we're not going to obviously hang our hat in Quebec at all. But uh, we have various, we have a few uh, poutineries that have popped up in Calgary where you can, they sell all different manners of styles of poutine. So you could come from Quebec and try the Calgary poutine and compare it and it would not be as good. But don't you have, don't you have deep fried Mars bars? (laughs) <laughs> well, those are sort of those are sort of those uh, stampede foods that uh, that you can get on the. Um, oh, the now you're talking. Yeah, oh, I was at the stampede. I was actually a judge of of, of the uh, the food uh, festival there uh, a couple of years or so ago, and uh, God, you wouldn't believe what they can deep fry. It's amazing. And uh, while we're we're talking about food, I've also got an email from Kamlesh um, in uh, Montreal, who wants to know about uh, any other dishes. Besides beef, he, he knows about the, the worldwide mm-hmm. fame of Alberta beef. But what other things? And I'm, I'm thinking you might want to mention prairie oysters, Alyssa. Ah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, prairie oysters. Yes, the prairie oyster. It's 
It's, um, yeah, I can't. On it. It's hard for me to talk about because I've never actually had one. I've been in the presence of them, but um, I have not eaten one. But uh, prairie oyster, um, I don't know how detailed you want me to get in this explanation. <laughs> but um, it's um, it's a bull. They're bull testicles, and um, they're you can get them in any various ways. You, people normally like them fried, but um, the, there's a very famous cafe in Calgary restaurant called the Buzzards, Buzzards Cafe in, in Calgary. And uh, every year they have their famous testicle festival. And uh, <laughs> you can um, order up prairie oysters in any incantation, um, fried in butter or deep fried. Or uh, uh, Alyssa, is, this a point, uh, is this a point where we tell her that I'm a vegetarian? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I don't eat meat either, so <laughs> I, I'm not a very good Albertan. I, but, I had uh, a very funny <laughs> feeling when you were saying, well, you know, I haven't really had them. <laughs> But a colleague of yours, Alyssa, took me took me to to Buzzards and and uh, introduced me to to prairie oysters, and uh, they're actually very tasty. And I actually got a picture, I think, on the um, on my uh, Pinterest site on the uh, Pinterest.com oh, oh, slash travel show oh, uh, for Calgary Stampede. We're doing our call now. I don't know whether you can hear oh. that. Chris. Oh. Here we go. This is from hello. Oh, 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 oh. We're going to have to dial someone else now. Now, this is this is the prize today is a Calgary admission pass to uh, some of Calgary's top attractions. No trip involved here, but this is what you want. If And a couple of people have called. They're heading off to Calgary and for a vacation. They will want this prize. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Don't say hello. It's open for business with so much to see. There are festivals galore in Calgary. Yeah! Who's that? Done. Who's that? No, that's not me. Nicole. Nicole. Nicole, that's you. You gotta be kidding. <laughs> no, that's you. So Nicole, I you, never win anything. Well, you've won. You've won. An, an, I, I, I said, oh, today's my lucky day. I it is call. your lucky day. You've got an admission pass to some of Calgary's top attractions. Wow. No, you are going to enjoy this so much. We'll be in touch with you, okay? Okay. And uh, when you're there. When you take, when you head off for a vacation there, we would like some pictures of some of those. Uh, I oh, you know, you got to go zip lining, right, Chris? <laughs> oh boy, I better go with a shutterbug. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll Is be, it for one we, we, we will be in touch with you. Okay. <laughs> stay, okay. stay on the line stay there. Stay on the line. Oh, okay, Absolutely. On the line. We'll okay. be in touch. Congratulations. Okay. Congratulations, oh, look, Nicole. Al- Alyssa, thank you so much. You've You're been a very great welcome. guide. This was yeah. a lovely experience. Thank you very much. And well, we, we hope you uh, you come back soon, and it's such a good news story, and, and all of Canada feels proud for what you've achieved in Calgary. And, Thank you, know, you very much. In, in, indeed, Alyssa. And there's so many things that we could, you know, we, there's so many things to talk about. There's a heritage park, there's Glenbow yeah. Museum, uh, Callaway Park, at Wind Sports, Canada Olympic Park, ca- park Canada Sports Hall of Fame. So yeah. many people would love to get to that. Congratulations. Thank you very much, and uh, we hope that uh, people come and visit us. We're we're here to welcome everybody, and uh, and Calgary is a uh, is a great place to visit, and it's a great place to bring your family, and uh, we're welcoming everyone. Chris, where are we off to next week? Quick, uh, few housekeeping points. Go to visitcalgary.com. That's their website. It's all on there. Go to the Travel Show Facebook page because this is the last week where you can win a trip to mm. Ottawa. 
Uh, so you don't want to miss out on that. I have to thank uh, Corey's Clothiers here in uh, Toronto because that's where I'm broadcasting from for various reasons we won't go into now, but my thanks for their hospitality. And next week, next week we are going south to the Caribbean. We're discovering Couples Resorts, the most romantic, all-inclusive resorts in the Caribbean. Mm. Listen for a chance to win seven nights all-inclusive with premium beverages, gourmet dining, excursions and much more at the new Couples Barbados Resort. You've got a chance to qualify to win this wonderful prize on the show next week with flights courtesy of Air Canada Vacations. And that's it for this week's edition of the Chris Robinson Travel Show. News is coming up on CJAD 800.